BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, morning millennials. millennials welcome back to the morning toast happy monday hope everyone had a splendid weekend jackie was your weekend splendid it was splendid it was very busy being a tv junkie what does resplendent mean something else um i watched so much tv this weekend so i feel like you and i have you finished obx i finished obx i have so much to talk about i mean oh. we have so much to talk about because like last night was the night of television oh my god and i didn't even get to everything because i also forgot that the season finale of shaws of sunset was last night i couldn't get to it i was dead no we had four hours plus because white lotus was more than an hour of content to watch and it was just overwhelming plus i watched season two of obx this weekend so many thoughts mostly i just want to read all the texts that i sent you throughout my journey of watching it totally all of the plot holes that just i i can't i can't not see the moronic nature of so many characters was really infuriating really infuriating but other than that my weekend was good it was bruce birthday yesterday and we had a little celebration for him some of the nibs came over claudia came over and it was just he was feeling really special and loved good good and i'm just so proud of him i realized this morning that i said i was going to bring him today but thank god i didn't because it is sweltering in here we're always complaining that it's too cold the ac broke I'm literally like, this is my worst nightmare realized. It's so hot and there's no air circulation. I feel like, you know how they say you can't leave like a person in a hot car? Mm-hmm. I feel like we're currently in a hot car. It's so hot in here. I actually did feel something coming By out the of way, the way, I was just going to say that. It's just like not super cold. So I, uh, of course, you know, lodged a complaint, like an official maintenance request. And I do kind of feel like there's air Anyone else? Or maybe I'm literally having a mirage. No, I think there's something coming out of there, but it's just not doing what it usually does. We could always open a window if need be, like you're not in a car, but... No, I'm in a car. <laughs> Is my face really red? I feel no. like I'm actually going to faint. Not you, to be too Do dramatic. you have water? Yeah, right here. Okay, yeah, I have a wa- bottle of water to help us get through the show. I'm wearing like a gray long sleeve. And oh, have you're, pit stains you're by the fucked. End. I'm fucked. Um, I'm actually really excited to be back here on the toast, more level-headed. Um, than I was on Friday because, you know, I got some negative feedback from my episode on Friday. Like, because I think that, like, I was too hungover. Like, I was not functioning, you know? And, like, you really were just, like, babysitting me. And I really apologize for that. Did Um, you get negative feedback, like, one-to-one? Like, in your DMs or, like, in comments? Like, a lot everywhere, you know? Like, (laughs) because I just wasn't even speaking English. I wasn't functioning as a human being. So I understand the frustration I do. And, like, hangovers are funny until they really impact... Like, I wasn't even speaking. Like, I don't even know what I was saying, honestly. So I just, I'm really excited to be back here, like, fully alive. I'm excited to have you back fully alive. Um, I do miss those skeleton pants, though. I just had, kept looking at pictures of them on my phone over the weekend and laughing. I tried to get you a pair as, like, a present. 
can't find them. They're literally a collector's item. Or you maybe they're not going to be back until the Halloween season. I don't really want to hear about the gifts that I didn't get. And I just ordered you a new gift. Oh my God, so did I. Re- for you or for me? For you. Oh my God, I wonder what it is. It's really good. I think yours is really good, but it's custom. So, so I is don't, mine. Don't tell Do me. Do you think stop. we ordered the no, same thing? Stop, okay. stop. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. But just don't tell, tell me what website you ordered it from. I don't know. Oh, okay. Like funkadelics.com. Okay, okay, okay. No, like it was, I, I can't tell you because that will give it away. No, I don't want to know. Okay. What website do you order it from? I'm not telling you. That would be so crazy. We're just out gifting each other. I read the craziest thing last week, speaking of Halloween, mm. that I need to share with the class, which is that, you know, it's almost Halloween. Spirit Halloween will be popping up all over the city once again, including in former Barney's. You're kidding. Isn't that insane? Okay, so for those who don't know, in the city, there's not really any year-round costume stores because it's Well, dumb. yeah, like Ricky's. They're costume stores. Rickies. There haven't been a Rickies in the city in like ten years. What are you there talking might be about? one last one on the Upper East Side. There are no Rickies. Rickies is the go-to. Jackie, Rickies th- is the spot. There haven't been. There's Rickies? also a costume store in. Um, okay, there's like two in Astor Place. Not, uh, yeah, Eighth Street. Yeah. Okay, but there's not like a million whatever. So what they do is like there's this company called Spirit Halloween, and they do pop-ups for like. Three months. Two months. I saw my local Spirit Halloween is getting opening. started. It's getting started. It's revving up. So. They do pop-ups, and they just use, like, all these pop-up locations. So you're telling me that the former department store to the stars, home of Fred Siegel, is doing, Fred's, is doing a pop-up? The Barney's storefront will be used as a spirit Halloween if you wanted to understand the state of New York City. That's so sad. It was so sad when I saw it. Ooh, but, you know, they got, girls gotta eat. Yeah. Damn, that's depressing. Yeah, I thought you would think so. Well, I can't. What are you going to be for Halloween? Oh, we actually we actually just settled on our Halloween costume for the toast. It's pretty fucking spectacular. It's pretty genius, and I just like because I'm so annoying, have to say like I did come up with it. It was Claudia's idea, so if you don't like it, you know who to talk to, <laughs> and if you do like it, you know who to talk to. You know what's so crazy is like every year we're like, oh my god, we're never going to be able to top what we did last year, and every year like we really kind of hit it out of the park. We're due for like a flop, you know? Yeah, I don't think this is it. Also, like it's not even about what we're dressed up as; it's what we bring to the table and how like our spin on the characters, right? So, like your kind of teenage angsty spin on Prince Harry was, you know, acting genius. Yeah, I think it was like a bit of a revelation for some people. And also now knowing like what we know about Harry, it was pretty on the money. Pretty. Brother. Gran. Gran. Um, so get excited for our Toast Halloween 2021, our fourth Halloween, right? Fifth. Fifth if you include the breath. You have to include the breath. It was the best episode of all time. Yeah. And since that footage no longer exists, one of these days we should redo it. No, it was like, I know. it didn't end well. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we were both offending each other, but the <laughs> content was supreme. I will never. You'll never? Okay. I'll never. Okay. I will never step back into your shoes. Okay. Okay. Um, we have a great show. Literally just have so much TV to talk about. Not much happened in the pop culture world over the weekend, but that's fine because we have OBX. We have Love Island. You guys. It's not Love Island. It's Love Island with a grimace on my face. I don't even have the words for how I'm feeling about what transpired last night. I feel defrauded. Yeah. I feel like taken advantage of. I I feel angry. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I have so much anger bottled up in me over what happened on the show. We'll get to it. But I, I, 
I don't even know. Like, I just feel, I don't even have the words. Do you know I, what I mean? So like, you're I'm, speechless. I, no. Yeah, it's like usually I'm, I'm so angry and so I'm just going to like let them know my thoughts. I will let you know my thoughts, but like this sort of anger just has me silent. And this is your official spoiler alert for the entire episode. We're recapping Outer Banks, Real Housewives of Potomac. The White Lotus season finale that aired last night and the Love Island season finale that aired last night. If you haven't watched any of those things, do not come crying to me that we spoiled it. Okay. Out of Literally on the Instagram last night, I was very particular not to spoil anything, but I wanted to announce, you know, I wanted to get people's thoughts on White Lotus. And you needed the to get the pictures in order for today's feed. And so for Love Island, I posted the Love Island, The first, I posted Carousel. The first picture was just like the poster for the show and then I said swipe to see the winner and the amount of people who were like you spoiled it you swiped you spoiled it I will say Instagram has a glitch where sometimes like when you're scrolling through your feed it brings you to the second photo I've never seen that in my life like if you were on someone else's carousel and you left it on like the second photo you didn't scroll back to number one like sometimes when you scroll through the rest of your feed if there's another carousel it starts you on number two it's a really bad glitch so I understand how that happened for people but you know what, like, it's not like it was a big, um, suspenseful evening and we saved you two hours. I just want to say I've never heard or seen that glitch. Oh, okay. I, I have that glitch sometimes. But we saved you two hours, so actually you're welcome. I'm having this new glitch where, like, if I want to upload something sto- something to my story for my camera roll, like, one in every five will not post. It just goes automatically red. Oh, interesting. And then, like, you have to delete it, re-upload it. will not go, like, the file is corrupt and Instagram will not recognize it. Yeah, that happens to me too sometimes. So annoying. So annoying. But usually when there's a glitch, I guess you have to vocalize it. Someone's got to say something and then they fix it really quickly. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever mentioned that carousel glitch, though, until now. Watch, it's going to go away. Also, like, remember when we were standing by the elevator here in our studio, um, like, a couple weeks ago and you were just, like, being funny and I was filming you and you were like, send me that, tag me. That was a corrupt file. I never got to upload it. I don't even remember like what it was, but. That's disgusting. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was. I was being so funny. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I forget what I was doing, but I was Me being too. hysterical. But I was like in the Uber trying to upload. It's like red, red, red. It's like, fuck off. Ugh, that's so annoying. So annoying. All right. Yeah, so wait, I just wanted to ask you of everything that we watched last night, what was your favorite, most enjoyable thing? Honestly, The Real Housewives of Potomac. It was really, really, it was really good. For me, it was White Lotus. Okay. I mean, I really. Let's just breeze through the stories. I have so much yeah, to say, and stories, I don't want to spoil it. The and the stories sto- are breezeable. We need to get, like, a stop clock because we should give three minutes to each story. That's how nothing they are. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes the nothingness comes to I an know. amazing tangent. No, I know, and, like, when we wanted to, it always can, but I want to get to the motherfucking TV recap. Me too, because, like, today's episode's literally just going to be called the TV recap show. Yeah. So without further ado to do to do miss you. It is time moment, for the fast moment of silence. <laughs> moment of silence for Dew's absence and Bruce's absence. I lied again. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Skylight Frame. Staying in touch with those we love is more important than ever, and the easiest way to do it is with a Skylight Frame, a photo frame you can email photos to anytime from anywhere. It's a great gift for someone with a birthday coming up, someone who just had a baby, or even for yourself. Basically, anyone can send photos to the frame in just seconds, so it's a great way to keep in touch with friends and family, keep them up to date on how you're looking, how the kids are growing. It's really thoughtful, and it's very effortless to use. The setup can take less than 60 seconds, and even the least tech-savvy person can use it. It looks like a real photo frame, and it adds a beautiful touch to your home. It has a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen where you can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent a photo. Um, The Skylight 
Flight Frame has 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love it, they will offer you a full refund. You can tap the heart button and let the sender know you loved your photo. So it's just great for someone, especially it's really not that hard technologically to set up. So like for a mom or a grandma, grandpa, it's really, really thoughtful. And even a non-tech savvy person can set it up and use it. So when you go to skylightframe.com, use the code TOAST if you want to get $10 off of uh, your purchase of a Skylight Frame. So that's skylightframe.com, code TOAST, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, code TOAST. This is a great solution because we were just talking about how, like, if you walked into my house, you would literally never know who lived there because, like, for so long I didn't have, like, any pictures of my friends or family. And then instead of buying, like, 30 frames, I just have one. Yeah. A little slideshow. It's such a great gift, too. Mm-hmm. So think about that if you want to get me something, Claude. Oh, Okay. For the gift that didn't arrive. Okay, first story, which I found to be like the most interesting story of the day um, in the celebrity world. Travis Barker flies for the first time since his deadly plane crash. Travis Barker has gotten on a plane for the first time since his deadly 2008 plane crash. According to photos obtained by TMZ, the Blink-182 rocker and his girlfriend, Kourtney Kardashian, flew to Cabo on Saturday. Photos show the hot and heavy couple leaving L.A. in Kylie Jenner's private jet, also known as Kylie Air, and also deplaning once they landed safely in Mexico. The outlet reports that momager Chris and Corey Gamble were also on board. So this is really, really big. A lot of Travis fans know that due to the accident he got into in 2008, he has not flown since. Him and Courtney are always on the bus. Tour bus. And like when he goes to Europe, he does uh, the QE2. Like he will go out of his way not to travel on a plane because in 2008, he was in the plane crash that killed... DJ AM. No. Two other people, him and DJ AM survived. And a year later, DJ AM died of an overdose. Right, right. Um, But he was in the hospital for like years doing skin grafts. His skin was super burned. It was like an incredibly traumatizing moment for him. And of course... He's never been on a plane again. Right. Um, but you got to go to Cabo. So I guess Courtney gave him the strength to and try again. And, you know, I just feel like there's so many things about this story that are so great. Like anyone overcoming their fears is a beautiful thing. It really is. Um, but the, just the little details are so heartwarming. One, that they flew Kylie Air because, you know, that's like the most premium fucking plane. Right. And like, you know, Kylie definitely made it so special for them. Yeah. Do you think they had to pay for it? I'm just curious. I think they had to pay for like the gas and the hangar fees. Like she's not just like giving away Losing free money. rides, but not as much as they would pay to charter from like charter.com. Right, their own charter. Yeah. And first of all, I love that Corey and Chris were there. I just feel like they're the exact type of person, people I would want to overcome a fear with. Like so supportive. Yeah. And two, this article's from TMZ, so I feel like it's straight from Chris Jenner's mouth. Um, and they had a lot of really interesting details. Like Travis was two hours late for the flight. Mm-hmm. Unclear whether that's delays or he was just like having second guesses yeah second thoughts or you know maybe he's a late person yeah so it was just like also it's just like crazy to see travis and like his vibe next to the kylie air plini pink plane totally it's just really like beautiful and knowing that it's like this major moment and them as a couple like are overcoming so much together it just brings a tear to the eye i know i'm curious how he can really enjoy his trip because he has to fly back home as well unless He's taking the tour bus. But I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, he wouldn't really be able to enjoy himself because he has, like, this big hurdle coming up at the end of the trip. Right, where he has to get back on the plane. But maybe he has a plan in place for if he... Say, like, the way there, he didn't feel good about it. He definitely has, like, a plan. An Uber, yeah. Yeah, an Uber, rental, Hertz car yeah. to drive. Can you drive from Cabo? I believe that you can because it's, like, you drive up the strip uh-huh. and then you just keep driving to California. Going from California... To Mexico? From, no, from L.A. to Cabo is, like, going from New York to Florida. 
So I guess you could drive. You could. It would take like a day. Yeah, but you could do it. So I wonder why he didn't just take the tour bus. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was time. Maybe it was time. Yeah. So I just think that that's such a beautiful story. I hope they're having an amazing trip. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall on the inside of that plane. Like, what was going on? No, was, I would have. Were they doing, like, breathing exercises? Was he freaking out the whole time? Was he able to relax? Did they have a drink? Like, what, what went on? I don't know. We're, I'm sure there were good snacks. You know, of Kylie course. always provides. Only the best for Kylie Air. Yeah. That Crazy. plane is so sick. So sick. Also, news, Courtney cut her hair. Yeah. Not my favorite. I love when the girls have short hair. I really, like, I just love short hair, and I'm just, like, waiting for the day where I go back to mine. But I love when Kim has it. I love when Kylie has it. I love when Chloe has it. I don't. And now Courtney has it, and so I'm digging it. I'm such a staunch, long hair girl. I know. That it really just goes against everything I believe in. But I feel like whatever their hair... But you always say, for me, you always tell me to go back to my bob. I just want to say, I haven't said that in a while, and I have changed my thoughts on it. What changed? When I like look back at pictures. I'm like, it was so cute back then, but like you just look better now. Huh. Makes you think. Are you s- sweating? Because like, I'm moments from fainting. No, I haven't broken the Prespire You're yet. You're kidding. Mm-mm. I'm staying wow. dry, but I'm, it's every fiber Ooh. of my being. Yo, like literally <laughs> the back of my hair. Do you see it's glistening? Oh my God. No, you don't look like you're sweating yet, Okay. Though. Like, this is, we're, we have literally been left to podcast in a hot car. Yeah. So we're going to just have to move faster. But I don't want to rush because, you know, I really had such a pain about Friday's episode, like no. not leaving it all out on the no. table. We're not rushing till we, like, just for TV recap. Okay. What? We both need a I second know. to pause <laughs> to drink some water because we're overheating. You know when people get, like, hot and they have, like, white crusties on their lip? Go away. Okay. Go away with your crusties. Sorry. Okay, next up, cute reunion news. Jason Momoa and Amelia Clark get together for a Game of Thrones reunion. They posted an adorable series of photos while celebrating Game of Thrones creator David Benioff's birthday a month early. It's when I say we're celebrating his birthday. It is nice that they were <laughs> celebrating. It's really, really nice. This picture of the two of them is really cute. Like, I, I love... She looks so teeny tiny. She looks so teeny tiny. I love their love for each other. Obviously, if you watch Game of Thrones, here we have Khaleesi and Khal Drogo. They were OTP until, you know... They weren't. They weren't. And it does look like she's wearing my flats. I just <gasps> wanted everyone to oh know that. Oh, my God. She's wearing your white used flats. She looks like... No, she looks like she has them in a, a lighter... Like a, a pale pink? A pale pink. Um, so I believe that they're Nicholas Kirkwood. Like, the heel looks the same. And I just feel extremely vindicated because even if they're not exactly the same shoe... The style. It's the same style. And she chose it. And it's good enough for Kyle Drogo. Wow, that's actually a really interesting thing you pointed out. I didn't notice that. I noticed it, but I, I didn't want to, like, comment because on the picture and, like, draw attention to my flats, you know? Why? Because Be everyone's proud. just like, no. Everyone has, like, knocked me down. So then stop wearing them. I can't. They should go with everything. <laughs> they go with everything. Let me ask you another question. I thought you got a new pair. It's not that the flats no. are ugly. They're just a little worn out. Okay, I didn't get a new pair of white w- versions, but I got them in, um, like, a nudie pink. I had... So... W- Sometimes when white doesn't match, I can wear that color. And why won't you just get a new pair of white? Um, they're expensive, honestly. They're like a really fancy shoe. They're still sold at Bergdorf's. I bought them like three years ago, and they're still in style. So tell it to Linda. Who's Linda? Oh, Curator at Bergdorf's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I just think there's nothing wrong with the shoes. Just that they're like, take them to a shoemaker. They're just like black at the top and like dirty. Okay, 
but that's not what people are complaining about. I just want you to know. They don't no. like the style. They don't like the vibe. And they just, I don't know, want to see me wearing dino stompers or something. It's not going to happen. I don't know how you deal with the backlash. It's really hurtful when something's so important to you. Um, back to Khal Drogo and Khaleesi. Every time these two are together, like, I literally just want to, like, die of happiness. It's just yeah. so joyous. Yeah. And it kind of, like, even though I know he and his mama are in love, I do ship, like, in IRL. No, I agree. Even though I know there's, like, no hope for any of this. But, like, they really do give us everything that we could ask for. Like, even these yeah. captions, like, when your son and stars rolls into town, you check that he can still bench press a Khaleesi. And then he said, moon of my life, you are wonderful, love you forever. No, they literally talk on Instagram, like, cosplaying as Khal Drogo and, and Khaleesi, and they give the fans what they want. They give the fans everything. Yeah, and I I say this all the time, but like when people who reject the thing that made them famous, yes, it bothers me so much. Like they just try and act like that thing didn't exist, and they just want to move. And I understand probably wanting to move on with your life, but it's so annoying. And I just love that Khal Drogo and Khaleesi are giving us everything. And literally, anytime I see two people from Game of Thrones, like no matter who they are in the same room, it's like the best day of my life. Yeah. Also, when you see two of them in the same show, in the same room, like like when I was watching Medici, and we had. Rob Stark in the same room as Walder Frey, and oh, yeah. he was marrying his daughter. Shook. That's crazy. Really, yeah, really crazy. And also seeing Game of Thrones characters like acting in other things, or even just like out in the real world, none of them look like themselves. Like the way that they were like in hair and makeup and the outfits in Game of Thrones is so bizarre looking because you see them on a red carpet. Gwendolyn Christie, like two different people. Yeah, it's really shocking. Crazy. Even Khaleesi, she's probably the, like the biggest. When, now we're used to her being like Khaleesi versus Amelia Clark, mm-hmm. but like the wig and like the everything, yeah. it's just, it was crazy. It was a yeah. crazy time. Honestly, the person who probably looks the exact same is Sansa. Yeah, but Sophie also. Sophie Turner looks just like Sansa. Yeah, but she has blonde hair now. Sansa's red hair. Yeah, but like for a while, like even outside of the show, she still had red hair. Yeah, no, I would say Jason Momoa was the one who looks like his character the most. Of course, yeah. Um. Anyway, so it's just like really cute news for all you throners out there that is cute are you ready for our next story sure leah michelle is showing support for beanie feldstein's funny casting she said you are the greatest star i mean she had to say something yep leah michelle is joining other celebrities and showing her support for beanie feldstein following the news that she is cast as fanny bryce in the funny girl revival on broadway feldstein shared the announcement on her instagram page last week captioning her post i went to my third birthday party dressed as fanny bryce so sometimes dreams actually come true that's cute In the comments section, various stars celebrated the good news, including Leah Michelle, who said, yes, you are the greatest star. This is going to be epic. I mean, Homegirl had to say something just because literally the name on everyone's lips was Leah Michelle. Um, And she had to be the bigger person and she had to just be magnanimous. Um, But she's dying inside. Like, I don't I don't know that for a fact, but I know it for a fact. Yeah. What? No, I just like. I just sometimes feel like when there's just such like an obvious narrative out there that it's not true. That's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't know how this all went down. I I just feel like it's not as like exactly how we think it is. I know, but like, how can Leah Michelle not be upset? I don't know. Yeah. That's like if they put together an influencer. Ready? If they put together <laughs> an influencer play and they were doing hairspray. And they gave Tracy Turnblad to someone else. Like, that's the role I was... Well, not really. I don't feel connected to that. You know what I mean? Like, something so obvious. Yeah. I would be devastated. Yeah. And she's known to be like a diva. Yeah. You're right. Whoa, oh, oh. Woke up today. 
feeling the way I always do. Oh, 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 hungry for something that I can eat. Then I hear that beat. The rhythm of town starts pulling me down. It's like a message from high above. Oh, 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 holding me out to the sounds and the streets that I love. Good morning, Baltimore. Every day's like an open door. Every night is a fantasy. Every sounds like a symphony. I love you, Baltimore. <laughs> I've never You were been doing so good. <laughs> I don't think I've ever Maybe been you should Baltimore. be Tracy. Maybe and I... someday when I take to the floor, the world's gonna wake up and see Baltimore and me. We need a saxophone. No, you're so Penny Pingleton. If they put together, I'm so Penny Pingleton. Jackie, okay, if they put together like an influencer cast to do okay. hairspray, because you're okay. like that's fun to cast. Okay, Link Larkin. Link Larkin. I need to think of like influencers. Like, I, I mean. And are, is it influencers who are actors or just like straight up like YouTubers, podcasters? Straight up or YouTubers, podcasters. So I mean, Link Larkin, I, like Nick Vile. Totally. No. No. And I was honestly going to say like Greg Sulkin, but then he's like an actor. Not- oh, oh no. But like he's also an influencer. So he yeah, could be right. He could be it. Is that good? But he's also an actor. But sure. Okay. Greg Sulkin. Me and you as Tracy and Penny. Obviously. obviously. Um, Amber. Oh, Amber. Like someone bl- like blonde and just like perfect looking. Yeah. Lord Elizabeth. Yeah. It's a TNN. It's a TNN rendition of Hairspray. This would be fun. They should do like influencer productions. That would like, I don't think anything would garner like more. Negative feedback. Negative feedback than that. 100%. But not if we knock it out of the park. You could do it. I mean, I could do it. I'm not worried. I can do anything I set my mind to. I you firmly can. believe that. I believe that too. It's just a matter of setting my mind to it. Right. And like deciding, do I want to set my mind to this or not? Is this worth setting my mind to? Such a good call. Are you ready for our next story? Only if it's a story that's brought to you by Away. It is. Oh, thank it's God. It's actually the perfect sponsor for this next story because these next people are, are going away. Away is a modern lifestyle brand that creates thoughtful products for every traveler and every kind of trip. They started with the perfect suitcase, crafted with features that make travel more seamless, and now, when travel looks more different than ever before, you can always count on Away's range of suitcases, bags, and accessories whenever you take that trip. Whether you're just going to the corner store or a week in Away, we are navigating the current reality of travel, but no matter what your destination or style, Away's suitcases, bags, and accessories come in a variety of colors, sizes, and materials to suit your needs. So all of their suitcases, if you have an Away suitcase, you know that they're just like supreme. I have two, and they're the best thing. I have not used a single other suitcase since I got my Away suitcase. They're designed to last a lifetime. They have durable exteriors, and they can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. Each suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more, and a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes by the way every way it's just like a little like bag of tricks did you know first of all i didn't for so long didn't know that there was a laundry bag inside and it's Mm -hmm. the best thing ever and they all come with a um it's like a magic eraser so if your bag gets like scuffed up you just buff it out it's so smart um and the wheels are 360 degree spinner wheels that guarantee a smooth roll even in the most hectic of airports and they're available in different materials like polycarbonate aluminum and durable nylon and they have a ton of different sizes and colors and it's a tsa approved combination lock so all of your things stay safe 
If any part of your suitcase breaks, their standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. And there's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. So you take the product out on the road, live with it, love with it, travel with it. And you have 100 days to decide if it's for you or not. And you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. So they also offer free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous US, UK, Europe, and Canada. Start your 100-day free trial and drop the entire Away lineup of travel sessions essentials including their best-selling suitcases at awaytravel.com slash toast that's awaytravel.com slash toast thank you so these ladies are going to need their away suitcases because Dorinda Medley and Vicky Gumbelson have been tapped for Real Housewives mashup series so Looks it's like, like another all-stars another all-stars except this is like the b team literally so they're doing another crossover series with all housewives but they're all former housewives so we have dorinda oh that's sad vicky jill zarin oh. brandy glanville oh phaedra parks oh taylor armstrong Ooh. eva marcel okay honestly it sounds like it's not really a b team but it's like the best of the best of former housewives right but emphasis on the former yeah so it's still not as prestigious i mean that one with like kenya cynthia kyle who else went Lu- who from new york went luann Ramona. Ramona. That one is going to be so fucking sick. You know what? It will be, but I wouldn't be surprised if this B team is better because they have nothing to lose. And so much to prove. And so much to gain if they they do a really good job. If, like, they become the fan favorite from this series, like, they could get back on their own show. I mean, honestly, I've been saying this for a while. I do feel like a a pretty decent improvement to the flailing Real Housewives of New York franchise would be to bring Jill Zarin back. But she has said, and I don't know if it's true, but she said she wouldn't do it. She said she wouldn't? Yeah, on Watch Rabbins Live. Um, that's when they were doing all that special Why? Why stuff. wouldn't she? What's she that? just said she wouldn't. But she would do this. She said she wants to be cast as a friend of. But she would do this. Yeah, I mean, that's like a one-time thing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a heavier lift. I have to like imagine it. she would love to do it. Yeah. And by the way, I rewatched Real Housewives of New York during COVID, and I think the narrative around Jill Zarin is so unfair. Like, she put she put the show on the map. She was everything at the time. Like, so funny. She didn't drink, so she was really just, like, making the show work naturally. Like, she wasn't just getting wasted and saying crazy things. Her marriage was so great. She really laid it all out with Allie. Like, I'm sure Allie's traumatized from all that stuff. But, like, she really, she was it. She was. Yeah. And I think she was an amazing reality star. And she got fucked because she made some bad decisions when it came to the whole Bethany thing and the world took Bethany's side. But it's been so long. I do think like the show could actually really benefit from her. She was great. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think it could benefit from really anything yeah. that they try. Anything would help at anything this point. Anything would help. Um, so I'm excited for whatever this is, whenever it comes out. Obviously, we'll see the other one first. Yeah. Just really an interesting programming choice. Yeah, when is that other one coming out? They filmed it a while ago. Yeah, I don't know. Probably in the winter. And you think it's like... Like six episodes? Like how many? Yeah, I don't think it's long. I think it's super short. Me too. I wonder what goes down. No, I know. It's going to be great. Yeah, it will be. Now our fifth and final story, which is going to lead into our TV recap. It is the Love Island finale. We have our winners. Spoiler alert from here on out. The winners of Love Island season three are Olivia and Corey. You know what? When they were down to the final two and it was Will and Kira and Olivia and Corey, I, I was want begging. Begging for it to be Will and Kira. Because you want to know why? There's definitely some toxic things going on in that relationship. 
but a lot of relationships are toxic and that is still a real relationship um i did think it was odd how like in this episode they were just like talking about this whole experience and how they never would have met each other and he's like can you believe we live 15 minutes away from each other we never would have known it's like you do yeah you didn't know that no yeah that's part of the The theory theory as to why they had met before and I guess if producers think that they met before then they like really couldn't have won but like at least Will and Kira there is love there even if it's not on both sides and it's not exactly as balanced as it should be and who knows what's going to happen after this like she has fallen in love in Love Island Olivia has amateurly acted her way through the whole season I can't Im- I, I I saw a post in Toast After Dark that like some people have fallen for the charade and they really think Olivia and Corey, I believe that some people have no, fallen for I, it I, I can't I can't believe it I really I really cannot the whole episode was Olivia and Corey propaganda yes and trying to like show us this love story and, and justice for Corey because he's not acting I think he's like so happy with Olivia and this because second- if he were acting he would have taken all the money for himself. Of course. As, by the way, I wish he did. uh, First of all, he should have ran with the money, first of all. But he can't see what we see. Second of all, once Olivia opened her envelope and she had the zero dollars, I knew it was over because, of course, he was going to share it with her because he really is in love with her. Whereas, like, honestly, if Olivia had gotten the 100000 she might have taken it for herself. I know you think that. I think she still would have split it because I think she really cares what people think about her and she doesn't want to prove everyone right that she was acting this whole time. She wants yeah. to go out, like, you know, like the person she's pretending to be the whole time. She's not going to let the mesh. It's worth $50,000 to her for people to think that like her and Corey are in love and that she's yeah. a good person. I, and I'm sure that she is a good person. I think she just like saw. She got caught up in this thing and just like wanted to see it through and stay on the show and get the Instagram and followers. Lo- and she just got like so lucky that everyone else was a real couple dropped away and we're sort Literally. of like left with these two. So it all started the propaganda. I mean, it's been going on for weeks, but it all started at the challenge last night, which I know you fast forwarded through. I did because there was so much TV on and I find the challenge is so boring. But my theory was confirmed when they had to do all this stuff to get you know whoever had the shortest time in the wedding challenge would get the honeymoon suite and there's three cakes that they each have to go through with their mouths to find two flamingos in three cakes to put them as wedding toppers and Bailey and Jeremy went and Bailey is literally headbutting her head against this cake to crack it open to get a flamingo out like they, she wants the hideaway real bad. She wants the hideaway so badly. And I just love Bailey and Jeremy so much. Like, love I'm them sorry. So, I, Jeremy went from being my absolute least favorite, not understanding why nobody would save him, to literally being so upset that he came in third and really feeling like a lot of the results had to have been rigged. Oh, by the way, the thing is rigged. I, I need to see evidence that it's not mm-hmm. because it is. Mm-hmm. Like the, the way that it went, that's just not what happened. I really think so many people voted for Bailey and Jeremy just because they were the least worst couple and they towards the last couple episodes they had the most growth and like they're editing I don't know if it was editing but I was like getting really like in my feels I'm like they're so great but then the and Jeremy I tr- was finally giving us what we've been asking yes him because like he finally felt comfortable and like now I don't fault him this whole time for being sort of friendly with girls when they're day two of being a couple no totally and the second I turned on last night's episode, I knew that Olivia and Corey were winning every time. They just got like a different kind of edit, Wait. a different music, that whole thing. Back to the challenge. So Bailey is literally headbutting this cake. She wants it so bad. Olivia and Corey get to the stage of having to go through the cake and Olivia's standing there while Corey does it. She will, And she literally takes one bite out of the side of the cake. Like she... So how did they win? I don't know. Like they didn't show us anyone's time. Rigged, rigged. Like... Mm. They didn't show us anyone's time, and it's just like at the end, Olivia and Corey won because like the network needed to give them this honeymoon sweet date. And then the next morning, when they're like standing out on the balcony, like looking out like a bachelor couple, like propaganda. 
Also, when they were between the sheets in the hideaway suite, I called Claudia. Jackie called me. You don't understand. I'm literally like pointing out every single thing. So it's nighttime scene. We have the three couples in the villa who are all pulling up the covers and getting frisky. Oh, yeah. First of all, there was like nobody in the main room. So there was only three beds. They were all pretty far apart. Like everyone fucked. Everyone was getting frisky as fuck. And like we saw some of it and then the covers went up. You know, like Bailey and Jeremy. Wow. Yeah. We <laughs> cut to... Olivia and Corey, who immediately pull the covers up. We don't see shit between them. And then I, I believe that they were under the covers like this, just trying to, to make, make it, it look, seem trying to make it look like something. And by the way, in the morning when everyone asked Olivia, she didn't say like Shannon told the girls that she had sex in the hideaway. Like they're all best friends. No, in the morning when she had to say had how fun. the villa went, like I'm sorry, her her mask was slipping. Yeah, we had fun. <laughs> the thing is, is that like the episode really made me really like all the couples except Olivia and Corey like even Will and Kira like I could get past it like they're toxic whatever but I don't know they're no, they are a couple and Charlie and Alana I was like oh my god like obsessed like just the episode was just edited to make you root for everyone except for Olivia and Corey and I when they said Jeremy and Bailey in third place like I knew it was over I'm like are you fucking serious oh my god I was so I screamed I was so heartbroken and shocked and I just had to sit there and like watch take this, it take it and watch it go down there's nothing we could do it was so so upsetting like everything is just a lie a lie and so I just feel like first of all it's so crazy we were left with four couples and 50% of them got that got here one week ago like that's the craziest part like I think Will and Kira no matter how we feel about them they were always going to be in the top four they were a legit couple and it is Love Island it's not Friendship Island so like even though Trina and Andre went home and I was mad like they had no they had no it's Love Island and I love Trina yeah, right totally I mean, um it was just so frustrating that we ended like all the other castmates like Cache and Trina and Giovanni and Shannon and Cinco they were all on live I'm like I would rather watch this live than this episode like I just love so many of the people who are no longer there and just like seeing Cash and Cinco even though I do blame Cash for her and Cinco not being in the final four because she chose Charlie even though she hurt she knew her feelings for Cinco just like the fact that Cash and Cinco are together at home and not in the villa. It's so stupid. Obviously, Shannon and Josh couldn't be there, but like we needed them. Like it would just felt like such a stitched together finale. It was so so bad. Like what a waste of the whole like all of our time and and everything invested because I just feel defrauded. I I do. I want to see. I just wish. I don't know. I I don't know how they could even prove to us that it was true. I know. And not that they care. Did you also feel like the whole money splitting thing was so informal? Like nobody would ever actually take it because Ariel was like, oh, what are you going to do? Like it wasn't even like an official ceremony. He was like, obviously, like it was just a conversation. Yeah, that's always how it is. It would just be like Has anyone someone, ever taken the money? Not on US. Okay. But I don't know about UK. But it would be like if someone came in here, like say Will won. And he's the kind of person where it's like, is he being genuine this whole time? Mm-hmm. And say he was actually not a genuine person. I don't, I'm not saying that he is. But like that's where it would be like. The answer. He could keep the money. Mm-hmm. And it would just go to show that like every feeling that you had about him. Was right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really thought he was winning. Like the smile on his face when Ariel was like going five, four, three, two, one. He thought he was winning so hard. And first of all, I've been like reading Reddit. But I guess I've been missing out because Love Island Twitter's so funny. You told me to go read it. Mm-hmm. I was cackling first of all everyone is like feels like we've been frauded by olivia and Corey. like they're not buying them no. and that that makes sense why they took all those tweets because people on twitter are so invested and they don't believe olivia and Corey. like no. or olivia 
Olivia, yeah, I Corey, agree. I, I really stand by that. Corey is a nice guy, and I do feel like he loves Olivia. No, and also when they were in their confessional after the challenge, and he put the cupcake in her eye, like, you could see for a second. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, watch it all back, you guys. Watch it all back. You could see for a second that she was, like, so angry, but then she had to, like, mask up. Right. And be like, <laughs> like... <laughs> It, and then she did her like scream thing, that cachet thing. That she stole from cachet, yeah. Yeah. And Claudia, I'm just telling you, I see through it all. That's so funny. You can't fool me. Um, you can't. Do they have a reunion? No, because this was two days ago. What's to reunite about? With everyone else. Like They don't. They should. They could. Because Amy like, and Wes are fucking pissed. But like a lot of reunions, it's like, okay, what has happened since then in the last six months? This was two days ago. I don't know. I just feel like a reunion wouldn't be the least interesting thing. No, but like also like everyone's like just a little disgruntled. Like, and also there's I not also that. I just felt, felt like they were ready to go the fuck home. Everyone was like, I don't even care if I win. I, I need to get out of here. There's not that much like sabotage on the show. So it's not yeah, like things were drama. Aside from like Will, like Kira finally watching the footage. It's not like people are seeing things that like now they need to hash it out. Everyone really is like nice to each other and who they are to their faces yeah. is who they are behind their backs. Um, can we also just really briefly talk about the dresses? Because they were so fucking heinous. Who's Except for your... Bailey's was yeah. like not terrible. Somebody said that in the pictures from from last night that Olivia looked like Corey's mom. Like that dress was terrible. Al- Alana, that dress was at- atrocious. And Kira's was probably the worst. Like so like prom dress from yeah. the set from the 90s. Like this is the CBS budget. It was atrocious. And even all, Jeremy looks like a waiter. Like everyone's, <laughs> oh, um, Will's like tuxedo. It was just terrible. Like everyone, they looked like clowns out there <laughs> dancing, giving their fake wedding vows. Like it was clown <laughs> shit. Okay. The yeah. outfits were atrocious. And I just feel like whoever dressed Alana, like really did her dirty. Yeah. It was such, such an ugly well, she, dress. You saw her pick it out herself. Yeah, sure. I just want to say another moment where the mask was slipping for Olivia. <laughs> um, when she, like, right before they announced the winners and they all had to, like, say some shit again, Olivia was talking about, like, her journey. And she literally couldn't even muster up, like, one thing. She said something nice about Corey, like, this amazing man, but, like, nothing about her feelings for him. It was, like, this journey has been so amazing. I met so many amazing people. Like, I've learned so much about myself. I met this amazing man. But, like, nothing, like, and I'm, you know... Nothing about their relationship. Yeah. No, she was just, like, being really gentle. She couldn't even muster up, like... A, a nice fake... A nice fake thing. Yeah. I'm just really excited to see how this plays out IRL. Like, see, Olivia, you're right. Like, Olivia is obsessed with, like, being well-liked. She wants to be, like, popular with everyone. Um, so how long will she, like, realistically let this charade last? She lives in Alaska. Where does he live? I don't know. There's just so much going on. No. And I think... I really am curious to see where Jeremy and Bailey go from here. Me too. And he lives in New York. Yeah, he does. And where does she live? I don't know. Jeremy's so interesting. Like, it's been a roller coaster, but like, that's how you should feel. Like, people, yeah. like, he's really grown Growing. so much. I really think they deserve to win. Or Will and And Kira. their vows were hysterical. Not you getting everyone in the villa to talk like this. It yeah. was so cute. It was really And cute. I'm a little afraid that Bailey likes him more than he likes her. Because I do think he likes her, but like, she's like, obsessed. I know, but I think he just plays it close to the best. Okay. So it was whatever. Like, um, I, I really enjoyed watching Love Island for the first time. I do feel like I chose, like, probably the worst season to start on because, like, it was so, so, so good until it wasn't. Yeah. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so that's our 
first part of our TV recap, but it does not end here. And the TV recap segment is brought to you by Canva Pro. Making content is an essential part of what we do to keep our business going. But it hasn't always been a seamless creative process. If you scroll down on our, some of our Instagram posts from like the early days of the toast, it's just sad. Don't do it. Um, but ever since we found Canva Pro, we can design anything like a pro on any device. Canva Pro is a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks. Whether you're a design professional or just getting started, designing with Canva Pro is amazingly fast and fun. You can choose from thousands of professionally made templates that are so easy to customize and um, all you have to do is simply drag and drop or start from scratch. Canva Pro comes with an endless pre amount of premium fonts, photos, videos, and so much more that add personally an ed personality and edge to whatever you're designing. So you can use shapes, fonts, there's images, there's so many things. There's free stuff, there's stuff you pay for. It's so premium. If you have a business and you're constantly making content for social or for your website, really employ you to check out Canva Pro. It literally keeps this business running. Um, we were, we're built on Canva Pro. Mm -hmm. Sharing, creating, and organizing your designs as a group has never been easier because Canva Pro helps you stay on top of team projects all in one place. And with their content planner, you'll save time planning, creating, and posting social media content. Um, my favorite feature of Canva Pro is probably just like the endless bounds of assets. Like they have cute little dancing arrows, like just things to make your Instagram cute because it's 2021. Like you got to get with the program. So design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now you can get a free 45 day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.com, sorry, canva.me slash toast to get your free 45 day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash toast canva.me slash toast c-a-n-v-a dot m-e slash toast thank you claudia okay <clears throat> let's go to white lotus next okay everyone was waiting the big reveal like who gets murdered who gets murdered and so now that we know and last night's episode you know everything happened and it's gonna be a spoiler at some point yeah first of all if you haven't finished it turn this off now because Obviously, Armand ends up being the one who gets killed by Shane. It appeared to have been an accident. Yes. He doesn't get arrested or anything because this man was on the it, premises taking a dump in his room. No, and like trespassing in his room. And yeah. I think just before we dive in, we really need to talk about the shit. Okay. Because I was talking to my friend Abe. Okay. And he like thinks like it was a live action shit. Like it was. No, I could see it coming from the back cheek. Like, you know. You thought it was special effects. Like. No, I'm not. I don't even think it was that special. I think there was like someone feeding the shit like from like. You know, from behind, it's like, I can't really do it, but like. Like a push pop. No, yeah, like it was coming from his like side of his cheek on the other side. that we I, No, see. I know what you're saying. It was just more of a visual illusion, I felt. It was so wild. I've honestly never seen, and it was up there with the pig and the prime minister fucking. No, like, no, no. I did no. not need to see someone taking a dump. No, it was really crazy. And, and so, then, and then, and sorry, then they, the dump in the suitcase. No, I, I thought they were going to spare us a dump in suitcase. I thought we were just going to, like, see his face, like, you know, making a few pushing sounds, like, mm, mm, not get the ass and the duty coming out. Like, it was so vulgar. I agree. It's, like, so disgusting and unnecessary, um, which I don't know why they feel the need to do stuff like that, I guess, because, like, we're talking about it well, the next day. To be honest, it made the show ten times more interesting. I was losing my mind, like, screaming okay, when no, it was when happening. Okay, no, when the shit was happening, I was, like, averting my eyes. I was like, this is disgusting. Um, and then I was laughing so hard. <laughs> when he found it. When Shane found it, he had to call downstairs and be like, my wife doesn't shit on the floor. Like, There's a turd in my room. I hadn't laughed that hard that the entire show. Okay, have you ever seen that Wanda Sykes stand-up bit? Yes. There is a turd in my car. I used to watch that when I was in high school all the time. If you've ever seen, just Google Wanda Sykes turd. It is the funny, I think it's a stand-up bit. I don't know. It's so 
fucking funny. It reminded me so much That's of that. That's a good call. Yeah. So I was like already feeling I just like where it was going. And I mean, not seeing the shit, but like just Shane's reaction to it was just so funny. And then he kills Armand. It is a little like anticlimactic. Yes. Also like, I don't know. I feel like in some shows that we watch, like someone gets stabbed a million times and they like still are fighting their way out. And, and our mom was sta- stabbed on his um, right on the right side, like not by the heart even. So Yeah, well, the thing is, is that if you stab someone, you're not supposed to pull it out because then all the blood comes out and that's why, how you die. You lose blood. So if he had left the knife in there and like got an ambulance, he probably would have lived. Got it. But most people don't know that. Just me. Oh, that's good that you know that. Okay, so, but can we talk about the show like at a glance? At a glance. Because honestly, I felt like there were so many um, kind of dumb storylines that like I thought would get resolved. Like everything happens for a reason. But like there were just all these things. Aside like, from the woman having the baby, what else? The woman having the baby, that man who came and sat next to Jennifer Coolidge at the pool, like what? I was like, what's new his- character? Even the son who like fell in love with the ocean, like I just didn't understand. Anyway, all I these just want to say I called it weeks ago that he had the most character development. Agreed. And when and he ran off the plane, I was happy for him. No, and like even when he, even before when they were still on vacation, he was like coming back to the room with this joie de vivre, and like he spent his day like rowing in the morning, scuba diving in the afternoon. When like when he arrived, connecting he was just with like his father on his Nintendo the whole time, I was really proud, proud of, of him. him. And so I just didn't understand like the point of so many of these characters and so many of these storylines. And I don't, but then at the end, I, I understood what the show's kind of message was. It's like all these rich people just show up on an island, ruin the lives of, kill people, ruin the lives of everyone who works there, and then just go on with their day and the people who work there have to take this emo- emotional burden and then the next day do it all again, again with, with new annoying with new people. new annoying people. I totally get yes. it. And but so, the show was boring. I agree. Also, like, major justice for Belinda. Like, that Belinda. was just... Belinda. When, when Rachel's just going on and on about this, like, shut up, no, Rachel. No, and, like, Rachel was just the fucking worst. Like, yeah. You couldn't even root for her. And like what she was trying to say, it's like, I'm even with you. It's valid. I feel alone even when I'm with you. Like very sad for Rachel. Yeah. But like, just, she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know what she wants. And did like, she meet her husband on the wedding day? Like, how did she only find, he's a, he was an asshole. Like, and you could see within one second. So like you dated this man, went through the wedding process and like now you're upset and then you're just going to go back. I didn't understand their ending at all. I, I, I guess she decided to stay with him. Um, maybe because he needed like a shoulder after he accidentally killed someone. Right. Um, maybe because she like just doesn't know what the fuck she wants. That's what I think it's more of. Um, but she just, yeah, she doesn't know who she is or what she wants. and like figure it out totally and then i saw someone commented on the toast and i don't know if they were joking but it made actually a really good call that that guy that jennifer coolidge ends up with is like covid patient zero. Oh, because like we never what was wrong with him he was coughing the whole time i saw that i didn't think that i thought that was just like he a brings ba- it a back to joke. california no like, no 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 but that's like not how covid started and oh. um i thought it was an interesting take no my take is that he's like very much like brooks like vicky and brooks and he's like faking this illness so that like <gasps> jennifer coolidge will pay all of his medical bills and she's about to be swindled again and when she said to belinda i can't like have another transactional right. relationship it's like well you're about to have one getting a house oh. in aspen and like doing all these things for this guy like she's just about to be like taken advantage oh, of. oh that totally went over my head that's a like really she good thought call. she was breaking her pattern but she's actually about to get even deeper oh and like she really could have spent all that money on belinda because like i would go to belinda's holistic spa a hundred percent i feel like she could really heal me a hundred percent the i just really did feel like the show was so overhyped yeah and so slow and at the end of the day boring 
Yeah. And do you know who created the show? Ned Schneebly. Mr. Ned Schneebly. The guy from... Uh, the actual Ned Schneebly. Yeah, the actor from School of Rock. He's the creator of the show, which is just an interesting factoid. So all in all, I just did feel like I got on the train because like everyone was on it. And even from the moment I started the show, I just like thought it was slow and, and boring. And I'm glad I stuck with it because I do feel like it was like an interesting take. But just from like a cinematography's point of view, like it was a boring show. Yeah, um, I agree. And I liked, I enjoyed watching it while I was watching it, but it's just like, we can all agree nothing happened. Um, and like we never got an update with Kai. Yeah. Like did he go to prison? It's not good. Yeah. And like did she ever get her jewelry back? She did. Because it, no, because Armand said he would get it back, but then Armand died. In the airport, she, she was, was like, wearing it. She, she was like, I think they were like marveling at her bracelets. Okay, okay, I believe that's what I thought I saw. Yeah, and like honestly, Paula like just ha- sit like having to be on, on a trip with them. Like she was just like so Miz the whole time, and that whole family was just Miz fucking vibes. The daughter, what's her name, Olivia? Yeah, the fucking woke. She was the woke, except for Quinn, the son. He was kind of everything. I'm telling you. Yeah, but like he's literally in Hawaii without a cell phone. I know. Like, what is <gasps> the air is on? Do you feel it? No. Not Maybe yet. it's a mirage again. Um. Yeah. Like, what is he gonna do for living situation? Work? I mean, how is he gonna get in contact with his family? He doesn't have a phone. Yeah. It's like low key dangerous. Yeah. But I love the kind of wanderlust spirit he currently possesses. Yeah. No, and that he's like interested in the world around him. Did you see when like she told him to get ready for dinner, Connie Britton? He was in his little kitchen cot reading a book on like marine biology or like the ocean. No, I didn't see that. Because he wasn't on his computer. He wasn't on his Nintendo. He was reading a book and it looked like to be about ocean life. No, like (laughs) I want to spin off about him. 100%. Like do they end up rowing around? Will they make it to the island? The, where they go, the. Polynesians or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Do they make it? We'll see. We'll see. Um, So closing the chapter on that and opening up The Real Housewives of Potomac, which last night's episode, you know, I'm getting like deja vu from last season because I feel like currently until Ashley actually gets to the house and spills the beans that Giselle was bringing up the rumors about Eddie, like we're kind of in this standstill and like I just need her to get there. And it reminds me of last season when Candace like needs to tell Ashley about the Michael Darby stuff. It's like, it's like the catalyst and I'm like just get there already so I thought we were gonna get there tonight Ashley doesn't even arrive until next episode right but what's crazy is it looked like in next week's episode like Ashley is like getting a lot of shit from people for bringing it up but like I hope that's not where I know I thought I think that was just editing because I refuse like it's fully Giselle it's fully Giselle but also it was interesting to see Giselle trying to bring it up like she's obviously going about it in like multiple ways she's never going to be so overt as to be like you're acting this way because of this that and the other thing but like she's like she's very conniving the fact that robin and giselle are spending countless hours thinking about what wendy's wearing is shocking to me one because if giselle spent literally one eighth of the time thinking about what she wears maybe she wouldn't be like the joke of the group when it comes to fashion first of all second of all robin uh, your kid's failing school you're struggling so much with your marriage and your mental health stop worrying about wendy now i agree there is something different with wendy and I don't think it's this big conspiracy theory. I think that, and I like how they're like, for the whole time that I've known you, you've only known her since last year. Right, like, and also Wendy reminded us that she was two months postpartum. Yes. And so I, I I, totally didn't put that together. So it, it kind of all does make sense. We don't know who Wendy was who Wendy was before she had kids and maybe she's, you know, finally getting back to feeling like mo- most herself. Mm-hmm. 
So I just feel like they're judging her without cause. And so jealous. She looks amazing. And when Giselle used the word substance, like last season you had substance, implying that this season you don't, it was just all wrong. So I want to say that like there really is something very interesting happening with Wendy because Wendy's obviously turning hard and fast on Robin and Giselle, which is great. I love the cottage. I would fucking stay in the cottage even though it's a piece of shit. Like the fact that that Candace booked this trip knowing that like what four women are saying in a palace and three women are staying in like a holiday inn is really not cool. No, and also lest we not forget that Wendy is Candace's friend. Yes. So that's what I was going to say. Candace brought Wendy on. But but Candace is standing up for Wendy when it comes to Robin and Giselle in her confessionals and even in the room. And even though I literally despise Candace, I do think that if she stands with Wendy and like the whole group dynamic kinds of change kind of changes because it's like threesome in the cottage is like kind of everything and then Candace joins them and Mia and Karen like and Ashley and of course Ashley I do think it could finally be like this Robin and Giselle isolating moment that it needs to be because they've always been like the cool group and they're like getting all the new girls and it's annoying but Wendy is like a really interesting target for them because Wendy brings Candace with her Hopefully. But Candace didn't even bring Wendy into the house. I know, but I don't think when Wendy's thinking about it as, as much as you are because Candy, Candace was defending Wendy this entire episode, both in the house and in her confessionals. Like, she stands with Wendy. Okay, okay. That's, so just think about that's that. That's good to remember. Also, I do really feel for Robin when she talks about... Um, her like seasonal her per- depression. Her seasonal course. depression and, like, her personal life. And I think she's, like, starting to realize that it's more... Like, I think all this time she probably was just, like being hard on herself like why can't I do this as opposed to like no it's getting herself help for herself yeah and just like being easier on herself and realizing like it's out of her control a little bit and I just thought it was a really nice conversation between all the women and like how except they could, for Giselle except for Giselle and how but how they could all relate to her and like you know whether at what point in their life they were going through something similar and like I just feel like that's the sort of conversation female like camaraderie that just what happens on all of these shows once in a while and it's like uh, yeah that's really nice of course and like can you could you die from like how fucking nasty Giselle was being like as if you could just fix depression like I agree but Giselle is Robin's actual friend like real true friend and sometimes like and I guess Giselle's version of helping is like tough love and just like saying speaking her mind so I actually think Giselle and Robin are close enough for Giselle to talk to her to say that to her but But I think for the rest of the women it's just like looking like Giselle being an asshole again yeah I mean it's crazy to see all these women having more compassion for Robin than even her own best friend even if that is you know Giselle's way of being compassionate Giselle is just so difficult to like and honestly fucking Escala I very much doubted her. I did, and I think I underestimated her. But she's like, well, since you're asking everyone so many questions, do you mind if I ask you a question? A very reasonable thing to say. Like, what's the status of your relationship? And of course, Giselle, question of, I mean, queen of like poking people, asking questions, going too far. I'm not going to talk about that right now in front of certain people, but if you want to ask me privately. Like, she's so predictable at this point. It's like sad. It's sad. I agree. Like, she's just full of, and the fact that Karen Huger can, like, sit around at all these, like, knowing what she knows about Giselle and, like, how she feels about Giselle and just sit and she's been, like, so quiet and reserved and not, like, saying anything, she's a hero. Mm-hmm. Because I would be up in arms. I just hope her time will come. It's coming. I do, uh, I don't want to jinx it, but with the Eddie stuff, you turned out to be exactly who everyone said you were going to be. Um, Mia's, like, being kind of weird. Yeah. Like, she's not being... Karen strong enough you know she's being very much like a mediator like you don't know Giselle like at all and like it's just it's kind of disappointing because like did you see her response on Twitter last week 
when someone was like, how could you just let like Robin and Giselle kick you out of like the room? She's like, well, you know, some people don't get nice things that much. So it's nice to let them experience it. Like I have nice bedrooms and things at home, which yeah. is such a good response. Right. I'm disappointed in her lack of taking a side, even though like I don't think people should take sides. But like right now. She's, yeah, yeah. No, but I think, listen, she's new. Actually, Giselle and Robin have been nothing but nice to her. Really. And, kind of. and sometimes you have to see for yourself. It must feel good to like come into the group and these big yeah. mean girls who like even your even Karen like can't get along with like they like you and they want to be friends with you and like she has no reason to take a side right now. I'm sure eventually she will. And based on that tweet, it's you know yeah, it's already happened. It's Team Monique. Um, team fucking Monique. Watching these episodes, just like knowing Monique would put everyone in their place. It's so especially Giselle. Like it's so frustrating knowing what we could have had. Yeah. So I think Mia will come around. I'm I'm not. She, we don't need her yet, like, because she, she's just too new. Like, yeah. if she just were to blindly support Karen, it just would look like blind support. And that's, like, kind of what Wendy did with Candace last season, and it was, like, it was made me not like Wendy. Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, I do feel like tides are turning. And I'm just curious, because, like, you know, Wendy and, and... No, not Wendy. Um, Giselle and Robin are, like, in the house with the cool girls. Like, does America support the estate or the cottage? I'm firmly oh, team I, cottage. I didn't look last night, but I'm firm... I believe... I believe Team Cottage. Let me know in the comments over here on YouTube. Like, are we Team Cottage? Like, I'm, it's so obvious to me. Like they, were, like, they were in this, like, shitty little cottage, but they're having so much fun. And Karen is, like, I love how Karen wasn't even bothered by, like, the fact that her room was, like, 30 times grosser than the other estate because she's, like, this room provides peace. This room is a sanctuary. Like, that's how you know you're with toxic people when you would rather take, like, the shitty-ass room with people you feel safe with than, like, be in a palace with Robin and Giselle. Yeah. Like, I felt that so hard. Yeah, I agree. So I do believe next week is when Ashley finally arrives. I thought she was going to make it there tonight or and, like, start stuff, but she didn't. Um, <clears throat> and if Ashley gets blamed, like, I'm fucking done. Yeah, I'm fucking done. But I do think Wendy will be able to... Wendy's smart. See through it. Yeah. yeah. Except, she... like, I just really can't... Like, I'm really... Wendy's really, really grown on me, except when she talks about her candle company. <laughs> Well, she didn't talk about it last night. I know. So that's good. Yeah. Um, okay. Other thing that I watched this weekend was OBX. Oh, right, right, right. I'm going to go to my text messages with you because it has pretty much all of my thoughts. So I, in the beginning, was almost going to stop watching because when they're in the Bahamas, it's just so stupid. But when they all meet up in Charleston and then go back to OBX and like the gang's back together, it gets so much better. That's what yeah. I'll say. Okay, I, we text so much. But, okay, it, but because it, beca- it became so infuriating to start to root for the Pogues because they're so dumb. Kiara, so dumb. Okay, first. By the way, I just want to say, like, you kept calling me like after every like dumb thing that happened, and I did the exact same thing to Margot at the exact same times. I said I was done watching when Kiara. They finally get the footage this, of the murder, and she's like, murderer. No, no, no. This is what I said. I can't take it seriously after Kiara yelled murderer from the rooftop and caused them to lose all their footage. They need to kick her out of the friend group for that. If they don't, I don't know if I can keep watching. Not only did they not kick her out of the friend group, but I just want to say, they dragged Greg. Was that the name of the pilot? No, it's like the, Devin or something. No, it's, it's like Darren? Grayson. Whatever. The pilot. They dragged the pilot out to me. Like, they gave him the they call. They got him killed. They got him killed. They took a video of it. They lost the footage. And what's Gavin. so crazy. Gavin. And what's so crazy is like when they were blaming each other for like who made the camera drop, they never once even said for Kiara for yelling murderer. No, they're like, you kicked it. I'm like, well, Kiara was the reason we were no, fleeing. You guys wouldn't have it to flee. You could have waited until he left the scene, Ward, and then you would have had this footage and it would have been fucking over. Um, it was so stupid. I wanted to die. Then when they get back and. <laughs> I said. 
What? These pogues are morons. I'm about to root for war. Totally. Like, he, they were making it so hard to root for them. Like, they wanted to save John P., but they were literally just sabotaging themselves left, right, and center. Left, right, and center. Then, all of a sudden, Kiara has to ask her parents if she can go to Charleston. These, They literally never go home. Mm-hmm. They are out days at a time. We never even don't even know who their parents are, and now she has to get permission to go to Charleston. Obviously, that was, like, leading up to, like, this storyline about her potentially her going to boarding school, but, like... Now the obstacle is asking your parents, like, totally. what in the world? Yeah. Then at one point, I kind of shipped Topper and Sarah. So I called Margaret and I said the exact same thing because he ended up, like, showing his true colors, like, being a dick at the end. But up until that point, he was taking better care of Sarah than John B. was. And honestly, like, Sarah, like, Sarah's the reason for, like, Sarah and John B. are the reason for, like, this entire mess. And at the end of the day, like, they really never could be together, like, we had thought, because now we know that John B.'s dad is still alive, but we had thought that, like, Sarah's dad killed John B.'s dad, which is obviously, like, terrible, but, like, he is still her dad. So, like, it's just literally too complicated. And they're really not realistically ever going to be able to, like, be no, together. And what is so crazy is their relationship is so strong. They're literally getting married when they're, like, fleeing the Bahamas with the police on their tail, like, with nothing in this world. And they're, like, they couldn't be in a better relationship. And the one minute they have a bit of peace because Ward... um dies mm-hmm. quote unquote um they break up yeah like when it's finally good around them they they yeah i guess maybe that's when they have to realize like there the differences between them and they don't even get to enjoy also these pokes every they're literally running from the police everyone wants to kill them there's always this that, and the other thing they get say three hours of a reprieve and they're just getting drunk totally like and then someone comes to try and kill them and they're, and they're like all, high and like sinking in a tree and they're all high and drunk yeah Rafe is such a good actor and like he's so fucking crazy he's but it so was fucking crazy it was really frustrating that like and I'm a family family oriented person of course but like the lengths that Ward and Rose were going to just to keep their family together no, when, it's like, like some you have people, an actual sociopath living under your roof and you have a young daughter why doesn't anyone care about Wheezy why doesn't anyone fucking care that Rafe tried to kill Sarah why didn't, Wait, why didn't they tell anyone no so this was that I sent to you next I said why don't Topper and Sarah go to the police and say Rafe attempted to murder her. They could have charges pressed against him. They could, have had him. they could have had him behind bars before we ever knew that, spoiler alert, Ward was still alive. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? It's like, or why no. didn't she even tell her dad before he died? Like, he, he, he was, like, trying to really, like, ignore the fact that Rafe is a, a serial killer. Like, he didn't want really to admit it. But, like, Sarah's his favorite. So she goes over there thinking she could talk to her dad. She never told him Rafe tried to kill her. Yeah. I'm like, what? These people don't want to win. No, but... Sarah and Topper, it's not like it's Sarah and John B and John B's always like in trouble. Like they could have gone to the police, filed a complaint. Topper witnessed. Topper witnessed. And they could have, he could have been in jail for a few years. Totally. Like and it was so moronic. And, and honestly, then, and then Rafe wouldn't have been able to get the cross. I knew it was pretty predictable. Like the second that Rose um, opened the door and saw that letter, like I pretty much knew Ward was still alive because first of all, he's like such a main character. And he's too selfish. Like, he has so much on the line, the cross, the gold. He's not just killing himself. Like, he's coming. And he said, like, you have to trust me, trust me. So I knew that he was going to be alive, and I knew that he was going to be on that boat. Um, But I do feel like I've been able to call some other things that, um, let's just wait. Let's finish the recap, and then I want to tell you my call. Then I also wanted to say that given the relationship that John B. and Sarah had, they were, like, husband and wife, um, John B. would have never talked to that random fucking girl at the party and, like, been flirting with her. Like, he didn't just break up with the love of his life yesterday. So stupid. They go from being, like, these international wanted criminals to, like, actual dumb teenagers, like, with, like... You can't be both. Dumb teenage problems. Like, I mean, I think literally the worst decision they made the entire trip was getting into a shipping crate 
like so dangerous. You could die. Yeah, no, they're, but everything was just like so stupid. Like I, I can't, how many times are they gonna leave, find the treasure and leave it there while they go back and find something leave to- Leave someone to stand guard while you take him to the ambulance because he got stung by a wasp. Right, or like, I just, I can't. Also when Pope hopped on the back of Rafe's truck, when Rafe was driving the, the cross, cross and first he was dumping the body and then I can't believe, like, he had the element of surprise. It was just Rafe versus Pope, like, round three, I guess they kept calling it. Like, okay, so he lost the fight, whatever. But when Rafe was dragging the body out to the water, why didn't Pope just walk around to the front and get in the car and drive? Like, No, so the worst decisions made of all time. I, so I really was enjoying the show, but, like, the worst decisions made of all time. No, it's, like, frustrating because you want to root for them, but they're so dumb. Like, they should lose. yeah. Like, they're not making smart decisions. No. And I knew the sheriff was obviously going to investigate Ward, but, like, he can't just do that. He's a very powerful man. You have to be very secretive, make sure the kids are right. And he did right by them in the end. Yeah, he did. Um, so, okay. But if they just had the videotape. Moronic. It just all goes back to that. So when they finally found the cross and that woman on the crutches, there's no, there's supposed to be some cloth in there that has, like, healing powers. Uh, it's so obvious that the cloth is John B's bandana that he's been wearing around his neck. I thought that the whole time, and then I saw other people thinking that on TikTok. Like, it's so obvious. Okay, but like, and there's okay. a reason why he's been acting like a lunatic for two years with people with guns, and, and he's been fine. Like, that thing is protecting him. That's interesting. And Sarah had it around her neck when she was in the Bahamas. Like, it was protecting Sarah. No, he gave it to her on the boat. Whatever. Because she got shot when she wasn't wearing it. See? I, but you think they had a bandana back in the I know, I was thinking Holy just, Grail times? I was just thinking like, Jesus you know. Jesus wore a bandana? Like, in terms of style, it didn't really make sense. But John B's dad is alive. He said he knows where the cloth is. Of course it's John B's. Like, there's no way that it's not. You I think they had bandanas in, when is a cross from? Or it could have been like a, uh, you know, a holy cloth, but they like, Tie-dyed it. Tie-dyed it and stuff just so that it would blend in with modern society. Yeah, no, there's there's something there. And then I also saw a conspiracy theory that say that that limbery blonde woman with the crutches is John B.'s mother. I'm going to say no. They had also, didn't, didn't John B.'s dad, who, spoiler alert, is alive at the end, didn't he say, you have to help my son? Didn't he say my son? I don't remember. You should go back and watch. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll send you the TikTok that said that it's John B.'s mom. I, I saw that on TikTok. I mean, sure, that would, like, be another added element. But I think that just the dad being alive is is enough. I feel like Topper did not get, like, enough screen time. Like, he's a good character. He is. But it's just really hard because when I see Sarah and Topper, I just want them to be together. But it's, like, obviously Sarah and John B are endgame. No, uh, for the show, yeah. But, like, I I don't know. I'm not aboard that ship whatsoever. I think they're actually really toxic and they make the worst decisions and they always are getting in trouble together. It's just so crazy that, like, the Pogues, like, are, you know, they want it so badly. And they lost the gold and the cross. No, and now they're on some island, like, going to make their own surfboards with... By the way, I love that that woman from the Bahamas made a return on the boat. Cleo. Like, that was a great moment. That was a great moment. But, yeah, like, what's the plan? And their parents, like, think that they're dead, and they're just having the time of their life. It was giving me vibes of the society. Like, when they go back and they show how, like, the parents back in the society think everyone's dead. Yeah. It's not an alternate universe, but it was just reminding me of that. But, like, how are they going to get... I guess maybe they'll build a boat on the island then they can like row actually no they have a boat they need to build oars because they don't have fuel right 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 it was just like a little too silly do they have but a compass pretty, do they have anything that like, we're gonna make surfboards out of what wood yeah tree. A, a wooden surfboard 
moronic. It's just the whole, like, the show was really good, and actually season two was pretty good, considering yeah. season one, like, we have a new treasure, all this stuff, that, that's exciting, but um, there's just so many holes, and it's, it's so hard to root for them. It's like, I can only suspend disbelief about these teenagers living in North Carolina for so long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, but I'm glad you watch it. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it, too. The only other thing that I did this weekend was I read a book called It Happened One Summer. It was the book that Margot was going to choose for the Redheads, but didn't. She chose something, like, a little bit more serious instead, so it's, like, YA mm-hmm. romance, and honestly, it was really good. Really? Like, it was a really good love story. At first, I was like, it's actually the setup of a Hallmark movie, but, like, the author did a good job of, like, building the relationship and the love you know and mm-hmm. just like it was really cute but it was like really raunchy mm-hmm. so it's called it happened of one course summer. if margo was gonna no, no, choose it, it was raunchier than the than the usual cinch's choice mm. so um i but i would recommend it i really enjoyed like the love story i thought it was very believable and it was like a cute setup cute yeah my list you, of books to read is just getting so long you i haven't can't read in so long. i haven't read in so long like i'm just i'm not in a reading place i'll get there soon Maybe you just need the right book. No, I think it's also just like a seasonal thing. Like, I don't read it in the summer unless I'm like at the beach. But like, I'm never at the beach. I'm, I'm always never here. at the beach. I'm, I'm just here. In the city. So, um, yeah, that's our show, right? That's our show. The TV recaps were real. I hope you guys enjoyed all that. Tonight starts Bachelor in Paradise. And honestly, like, I don't know if I could do it for real. I want to do it. I just wish I had more time after. I Love need Island. a month. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'll think about it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast-size stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us on Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. This is Society Season 2. If you're still listening, make sure to leave an emoji of a sailboat in honor of OBX on our uh, Instagram from today. Have a great day, you guys. Bye. Bye.